Tyranny, 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 that's all we've got all over the world, folks. Tyranny, tyranny by the Ashkenazi Jew, the House of Rothschild, the Rockefellers, and their minions around the world. Uh, They own everything. They literally own everything. And they're trying to own your own DNA. (laughs) So they will not stop until they own everything. That's what we're dealing with, folks. So welcome. This is Bloodlines Eurofolk Radio. Today is January 2nd. 2022 and uh, that's four twos and a one which is nine nine is the number of god (laughs) okay (laughs) maybe this will be a good year actually last year the number of 2021 was eight eight is the number of new beginnings or rebirth and boy have we did we have birth pangs in 2021 or not we sure did so welcome aboard uh, get, are you back from your hunting trip michael yes i'm here now so now we are ready to uh, to also do some do some work for the kingdom Amen. Amen. That's what we're all about here at Eurofolk Radio. Welcome, everybody. And I just put a link in because before the show started, you and I were talking about the book Sargon the Magnificent by Mrs. Sidney Bristow. And uh, she has done excellent work. She's Christian Identity. And uh, I, I forget how long ago this book was written. I think it was written in the 40s or 50s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, you had a copy but loaned it to somebody and that darn somebody never returned it, right? <laughs> it happens a lot. Anyway, uh, but you, you mentioned that in that book, she mentions that uh, there's a connection between Abraham and Brahman. Do you, do you recall that? Yeah, yeah, they said that that, that was kind of the same... Uh... Uh, that was when they had when that Abraham was regarded as Brahman in that uh, in, in that writing. When, that's what I remember in that book when I read it, because there mm-hmm. are some and also the other names we have. Because if you look in in those old uh, old pagan traditions, you also have three, of course, the three numbers, because three is something that Cain uh, yeah. instigated when he he moved uh, east to yeah the to Christmas Babel, tree, the Christmas Babylon. tree. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. you can pr- call it nature worship. Okay, uh, and that's where all of these demigods come from, and of course the uh, uh, Brahmanists, for lack of or Brahmins, uh, uh, they worship nature too, because they had lost their uh, connection with Yahweh. Okay, although uh, it's ancestor worship, uh, Brahman is Abraham deified. Okay. And so, th- so they really lost touch with uh, with Yahweh. I don't think they ever knew Yahweh. Yeah, because uh, the Keturin, the Keturians, who are the, uh, the sons of Keturah, uh, were sent east before you know, the sons of Abraham. And, of course, uh, they were sent east to uh, not be able to mess with Isaac's inheritance. They, they never uh, absorbed all of the uh, Hebrew culture that they could have because they were sent east. Yeah. Okay. But they, uh, but they did, I guess, they also had some... Um, they must have had some guidance from from Yahweh God. Oh yeah, they um, must have had some. Yes, they were they were pure white white race, but maybe they given give that they were from Abraham, but yeah. they weren't then Shemites. Right, right. Yeah, well, now, well, anyway, it, yeah, there were Shemites. There were Shemites, but they were not of uh, Japheth or Ham. Okay, they were definitely Shemites, and very similar to uh, the um, Midianites who were uh, sons of Keturah. Okay, and uh, Moses married a Midianite woman. Her name was Zipporah. Okay, so uh, uh, the the bloodline, uh, the Adamic bloodline, has been maintained 
Yeah, well, certainly down to maybe the early uh, first century or first millennium. Okay, but uh, and the entire caste system of India is based on this bloodline, the attempt of the Indo-Aryans to maintain their Adamic bloodline, but you know that didn't work out because <laughs> you know, because uh, ultimately when you uh, enslave people, you start to mix with them. That ca- that happened in the south of in the south of, of uh, the American states too, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but uh, that's another subject. And, and uh, yeah, go ahead. As you, of course, and then, uh, yes, as you said, also, of course, yeah, then the, they were, of course, Shemite, but all those lines. Then then we have, yeah, then from Isaac and then Jacob. So those mm-hmm. were from Abraham, and that was the blessing because you also have the. We also had Ishmaelite, uh, Ishmael, and same right. with them, but they weren't they weren't them in the na- the lineage toward Jacob. So, but yeah. they were from our our people that yes. migrated away. And I yeah. also I don't know if you have found some uh, information about that, but could it be also that uh, um, the one Sun Tzu that broke out of war that he also might be a white man? Could be right. Well, the guy who built the uh, Great Wall of China had a red beard, <laughs> right? He was a tall white uh, white man with a red beard. Okay, so uh, but uh, the Chinese did all the work. You know, he, he just led the construction. And I, uh, a lot of people say that Genghis Khan was a half breed. Okay, so maybe he was getting even with the white half, of, <laughs> white half of his genome. I don't know. But uh, the more we find out, uh, wherever, and I've said this many times on the air. Wherever you see high civilization, it was created by the Aryans. Okay? Uh, That's just the long and the short of it. Wherever you see high civilization, you look at uh, uh, China, backwoods China. I mean, they're extremely backward people. Africans, extremely. They're still living in the Stone Age. And it's only because Yahweh created the Adamic race to bring this planet out of the Stone Age and out of the dominion of the Luciferians that we're here. That's why we're here. And uh, we're soon to have an end to this conflict between us and the Luciferians, also known as Jews. All right. So, all right. So, uh, any comments before we get started? I think uh, for a brief review, uh, we'll start with section three the wife and sister of Brahma and Abraham, Sarasvati and Sarah. <coughs> Excuse me. And I, I read some of this, but not all of it. It's, it's worth going through it again to familiarize our audience with this. So if you want to take it from here, uh, unless you have a further comment before we get started. No, I think we can uh, we can get uh, get started. So then we would then, uh, uh, because uh, I started to listen when you spoke, and it was so interesting that you have this reference to to those people in the east, that Solomon's, that uh, that there was a reference there that to those people in, in scriptures. Mm-hmm. Was that in Second King? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, maybe we'll, we'll encounter it again here. But now that you mention it, Suleiman is uh, is a common name in the in the Arabic world, and I'm wondering if that's just a takeoff of Solomon, <laughs> right? You know, the, the linguistic and and the uh, Arabs were primarily Aryan people. Some descended from Shem, some descended from Ham. But uh, they just uh, were uh, Aryan people that lived in the Arabian desert until they turned to Islam. When they turned to Islam, that's when they started importing slaves and race mixing. Okay, that didn't, those people were white. 
uh, until probably 600 AD. Most people don't realize that. People assume that uh, the, the racial mix they see today in the Middle East and everywhere on the planet has always been that way. No, it hasn't. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll maybe encounter that verse uh, as we read along here. Okay. Yeah. And it was also interesting when we read in Sargon that, that uh, um, when I read that book, because it was a reference to that when Cain then moved, moved eastward, that he would then have dominion over the blackheads. I think okay, right. The word that um, she used, uh, Br- that uh, Bristol used in her text, that uh, uh, he will have dominion over the blackheads. Uh, okay. Um, but that was yeah. also very interesting that those were the creations that were already formed before us, before we Yes, came. they were. Yeah, they were before Adam was created. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, the uh, Orientals and the Africans and probably other races as well were already here. And for people who, do, you know, are skeptical of this, it's really easy to go from uh, the Far East, you know, to India, Pakistan, Iran, that area, by ship. It's, it's, it's not far at all to take a ship and go over to Africa, catch a few slaves, and bring them back. Uh, that's not hard at all, <laughs> right? And so, uh, and every uh, you know, historian assumes that that's what happened. That's probably where the blackheads came from. Although she points out statues, these little statues of the blackheads have really big noses, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so she asserts that these are probably pro- what we would call Jews or proto-Jews, okay? The little blackheads. And even today, Jews are about six inches shorter than the average Aryan, okay? So, I mean, this racial story goes as far back as we can see in the history and prehistory, and we're not shy about going into prehistory either, okay? So, yeah, that's a wonderful book, and we'll definitely uh, do that book in the near future, Michael, okay? Yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that. So when I have that book, let's do that because it's so many stuff that that gets was an uh, aha for me. I realized when I saw the uh, how they still have in- implemented their old pagan mm-hmm. Cain that that once in time Cain instigated to trying to right. and also I believe uh, Tammuz that was in reference to um, to Abel. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll have to go into that. Yeah. That yeah, sounds, and that's yeah. interesting because then Thomas gets killed by a pig and then in their <laughs> I like it. <laughs> a symbolic pig, right? <laughs> yeah, a symbolic pig. And that's yeah. maybe then why they want us to eat pig every There time. you go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and uh, that's why the Jews claim not to eat pork because they don't want to be cam- cannibals. <laughs> So, but of course, they're they're guilty of every sin under the book, right? So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry yeah. for di- oh. for diverse, but I think it was so interesting. Right. Okay. Just so just I, yeah. Just one quick comment uh, before we get started, because uh, it reminded me when Cain was sent east, and uh, assuming assuming that the Tigris and Euphrates area uh, contained the Garden of Eden. Uh, the research I've done suggests that the Garden of Eden was actually at the southern uh, Arabian Peninsula. You know, the, the, the really fertile area where all the silt was deposited uh, down at the end of the Tigris and Euphrates River, where they actually come together and dump into the Indian Ocean. Okay, 
but that has all been covered with water after the flood of Noah it's it's obvious that the land sunk and the water the aquifer waters came up from under the ground because the land sunk and that contributed to the flood of Noah okay so that that area has has been underwater now for uh, well, at least 2500 years or more okay so it's that's probably the area now what happened well if you look into the books of Adam and Eve that you find that they're living in the mountains okay even before the flood they're living in the mountains uh, we're only talking about the the white race as you know followed in the Bible okay which uh, the the Chaldeans of the Tigris and Euphrates area which were what right next door to India okay and this is where Abraham came from he was a Chaldean from the city of Ur and his father Terah was a pagan <laughs> okay where did he get his paganism from probably the after effects of what Cain did when he was master of I believe northern uh, uh, northern Mesopotamia okay because even the Chinese you know they worship the dragon who's the dragon Cain the serpent yeah the serpent Cain he's of the serpent seed okay so with that as a you know a introduction let's proceed with uh, yes. this article Abraham and Brahma part one yes and then we discuss we should then start on the point number three right where it said the wife and sister of uh, Brahma and Abraham um, Sarasvati, yeah, yeah. Pronounce them slowly. They're a problem for me too. Sarasvati, yeah. Sarasvati and Sarah. You know, it's very close to Swedish, Michael. <laughs> no, <laughs> not for me when I read that. So it's, it's the Swedish for Sarah. Sara. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, so that's point number one then. Uh, Brahma's wife and sister is um, uh, Sarasvati, and this is a reference to SVA 7. I don't know if I need to read Oh, no, it. yeah, don't bother with those. those are, uh, that, that's, uh, I forget, it's a Veda, it's a reference to the Vedas. Okay, oh, the V means yeah. Veda, but we can ignore that. Yeah, just oh. just ignore those. Okay, but you can reference the Bible. You know, Genesis twenty twelve, Genesis twelve four, etc. Yeah, that was my thought too. That's mm -hmm. interesting here. Yeah. Um, her beauty is so great that Bra Brahma drew four faces to view her from every direction, while Abraham's wife Sarah is also called his sister, and this is from Genesis twenty twelve. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. That is Genesis twelve fourteen, and this that the, the women are so beautiful can only apply to a white woman. That's my thought, anyway. Well, it's uh, it's obvious that Sarah was so beautiful that uh, you know people, you know, everybody wanted her, including the king of Egypt, right? And it was a mistake by both Abraham and uh, Isaac to pretend that their wives were actually their sisters. And uh, that, that meant that, uh, well, in the case of the Pharaoh of Egypt, well, you're calling her your sister, uh, he would assume that she's available, right? So uh, you can't blame Pharaoh, Pharaoh for wanting Sarah when he only thought she was Abraham's sister. So why would Abraham do that, right? Well, he was afraid. 
<laughs> was he willing to sell Sarah down the river <laughs> to, to avoid war? Uh, I don't know. The Bible doesn't go into the details about that. Okay? But uh, we all make mistakes. Even Abraham. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. Number point number two here. Compared to Brahma with faces of the four directions is Abraham, who when called by God was uh, to look north, east, west, and south to the promised land. And four directions. And that is from Genesis thirteen fourteen. Okay, let me compare. I think he hasn't got that quite right. I mean, so, and Yahweh said unto Abraham, after that lot was separated from him, lift thou thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And it still belongs to us, you know, because we're talking about India. Okay, uh, the north, which the, Japheth, uh, the Japhethites uh, blended with the Israelites, they were called the Scythians, and then uh, the Hamites, and we, blend, you know, our, our race, uh, they're still our kinsmen, blended with the Hamites, and of course we all went west, all of us went west into Europe, America, etc. And uh, but he's talking about the area between from the Tigris Euphrates River to the River of Egypt, the Nile. And uh, that's exactly, remember when uh, they had the first Pentecost after the crucifixion, the Israelites from all these nations went to Jerusalem to do the first Pentecost. So this promise was fulfilled uh, at the first Pentecost. And all his uh, kinsmen arrived from those places to honor the, the, the fallen Christ. Okay, so that, that's what this promise is all about. Okay. And then, uh, then the thirteen sixteen, I will make thy seed their offspring as the dust of the earth. So that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. And we are far more numerous than the Jews, always have been. So this prophecy can't possibly be of the Jews. Back to you. No, and they are that more that little nations. They fulfill Edom. That's Edom, right. Edom uh, prophecies. No. Amen. Amen. Yes, Israel. Yes. And that is also something I've been asking people sometimes when I discuss the case with uh, Israel and uh, when I ask them like this, Come, isn't it true that in the Bible uh, the former Israelites called themselves Israelites? But mm. what do the Israeli call themselves? Yeah. Israeli. Right, Why Jews. they call themselves Israelites? Right, well, and they only did that uh, just before the Israeli state was created. They were going to call it Judea. That was the original intention. But then uh, one of them had a brainstorm. No, we better call ourselves Israel's to, to fool people better. <laughs> right? <laughs> that, and that, that, that was a master stroke. Just before the formation of the Israeli state, they were going to call it Judea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't really get any good good answers from people and ask no. them try to get something thinking them. Why do yeah. they call themselves Israelites? Why do they call them Israeli? Yeah, give, give them some brain exercise. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, even this. Uh, your children shall be as the sands of the sea and the, uh, the stars in the sky. Uh, it's obvious that, that the Jews are, have always been a small minority compared to the migrating Israelites. And they haven't created any nations as the promises were made to Abraham. You will be a father of many nations. Sarah was promised to be the mother of many nations, okay? And, uh, what do you call it, um, 
well, uh, covenants of, of nations, you know, like uh, uh, large, uh, like states, like the United States would be a, uh, a commonwealth of different states of uh, Israelites, okay? Great Britain is, Canada is, uh, Australia and New Zealand also. They have their separate states forming a covenant of nations, okay? Now, the Jews have never done any such thing. Okay? Never, uh, but they took no. over the stuff that we have right. created. Look today, look today. They have taken over your, your, your the beautiful nation of America. All right. Now they are total, now they're communist today. Yeah, and, and Chicago too. <laughs> oh, by the way, tomorrow, anybody listening who lives in Chicago, tomorrow they're going to start vaccine passports in your neighborhood. You can't go to a restaurant without a, a proof that you have had to, had the shot. Okay. They they did that here. They said it started here in Sweden. I have I have met it once, but then I just uh, said in my never my my entire life I just turned when I heard it but uh -huh. then I've been out a bit lately they have okay. asked none such things about those COVID passes okay so I'm I don't really I don't really know about this to be honest I, yeah I've, I've seen it once and then everybody this is in in Sweden it's more like um, they this the governments don't want to enforce it but they uh -huh. put it on the companies to do it right Right. Yeah. Yeah. And those companies, uh, many like in New York City, because New York City has been doing this for over six months now, it's creating problems. Uh, yesterday, uh, a couple of days, last week was the first time that anybody in New York City was arrested for being in a restaurant without a vaccine pass. So we'll see how far that goes. We'll see how far that goes, folks. But get ready. The Rothschilds and the Rockefellers are determined to inject you. And and destroy your DNA. All right, that's what this is all about, folks. Okay. And uh, arresting people on what ground? Uh, yeah, kind of an illegal mind. order, an illegal order based on big pharma. You know, yeah, big pharma is the new god. Yeah, they are. They try to be, but they're they're not. No, they are not a lawful lawgiver. So we that's can right. the, think about it. Amen. Yeah, I mean, but people don't think about it. They just take it for granted. You know, here in America, the tradition of constitutionalism, which uh, was fairly strong, I'd say, into the 1950s and even to the mid-1960s, but the Cultural Revolution uh, that uh, was started during the Vietnam War, uh, which turned us, uh, our children into commies, <laughs> commies and, oh, uh, pagan revelers, right? Pagan rough. Free love? What do you think that is, folks? <laughs> That's paganism. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and Europe went down that road even before America did. All right. So they have done a number on our culture, a huge number, uh, de degrading our culture almost to the very bottom. I, I, don't, I don't see how low, how much lower we can get, Michael. It's really low. All right. The, Back to you, the dregs, <laughs> the dregs of the earth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and this is this. Yeah, they have really done a hard work on us, and and, and yeah, changing that we doesn't care. We are a, a, what do you say? A, apathetic. We apathetic. Care. Yep. Yeah. Apathetic. Apathy. Apathy is the great danger for any society. Yeah. Yeah, we see it today. People doesn't care. They don't mm -hmm. care. Oh, just get along, get along. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And then what you get your children for this. Yeah, get along to get killed. 
That's that's what they're getting along with now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry for the digressing. Let's continue. <laughs> Uh, so now we have those names again, but I think I can pronounce it this time. Um, the river uh, Sarasvati has um, a tribu tributary named um, Gagar. Gagar reflects of the names of Sarah's uh, maidservant Hagar. Isn't that also very close to the river? Yeah, the river. Um, what's the name on the river in New Delhi now? Isn't it something very close to that? I now I missed uh, it right now. But yeah. The Indus. I think you're talking about the yeah, Indus. Yeah, maybe yeah. Indus. Yeah, yeah not yeah. Gagar. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, then we have number four. Uh, Brahma's sister Tara is uh, is husband of Bharas uh, Apati, uh, born of Brahman's body or earthly aspect of Brahma, while Abraham's father is named uh, Terra. Terra. Mm -hmm. Reference to Genesis 11:31. Yeah, so here we see, again, the similarity of the names in Hebrew, English, and Sanskrit is almost identical. You know, I mean, this should be a clue that uh, these cultures are closely related, okay? Very closely related. Now, it's interesting, Michael, that the secular scholars will say that the Indo-Aryans, and, and that Germanic is an Indo-Aryan language, but Hebrew is a quote-unquote Semitic language because they falsely believe, and the Jews have taught them, that they are Shemites and the rest of the uh, you know, uh, Adamites aren't. Okay, That is one of the biggest lies of history. The Jews are not Shemites, they are Canaanites, and of course Khazars as well, and Edomites, etc. Because these Aryan scholars of the Western world simply haven't done their research to trace the origin of the Jews. And they are not Adamites, period. Okay, remember Cain? <laughs> he was kicked out of the garden. And uh, he was no longer allowed to keep company with the Adamites. Back to you. Yeah, but if the people then start doing some research and see that, hmm, well, they say that um, the, this uh, Indo-Aryan language, that is an indo um, yeah, they are the same. It is Abraham was a Shemite, then his descendant was also Shemite. So that's still, correct. It's, that's it's correct. Kind of, they are, but yeah, the Indo-Aryans are Shemites, absolutely. And then you know the the Chaldees uh, were also because uh, Abraham was a Chaldee, he was a Chaldean, and those are also Shemites descended from Arphaxad, as uh, Josephus tells us. Okay. But uh, they became paganized too. So did the Israelites. The ten northern tribes were evicted into Europe because of their paganism. All right. So uh, unless you know the history of the people of Israel and their related peoples, you cannot understand the Bible. Simply cannot. Okay. So that's why we're here to explain these things to anybody who'll listen. All right. So, but here it's interesting. Brahma's sister Tara is husband of Bra Braspati born of Brahma's body or earthly aspect. So we can see that the Indo-Aryans deified Abraham and created a kind of uh, pagan assembly of gods and goddesses under him. Okay, so Tara becomes a female, uh, but, it, but Tara is actually based on Tara, Abraham's father. It's interesting that Tiatefi, 
who was the uh, daughter of Zedekiah, migrated to Ireland, and she's buried in the hill of Tara. T-A-R-A. This is the exact spelling they use in Ireland. Because a lot of these Chaldeans migrated to Ireland way before the Israelites did. So we see that Ireland and England and uh, Brittany, you know, the, the western coast of Europe, retains a lot of this terminology from Chaldea. And in fact, they call themselves the pre-Catholic church under the Druids and other you know, uh, people of, of our race, called themselves Chaldees. Why in the world would they call themselves Chaldees? C-U-L-D-E-E. Why? Because they came from Chaldea. They come from Chaldea, yeah. Yeah, right, okay. And it's only we can trace this history among and also our places, our geographical places upon upon here where we have been, yeah. where we have left, and all the, yeah. all the marks we have left. Yes, all of these linguistic connections prove the migrations. I mean, these, these word studies don't come from nowhere. They come from the specific study of the migratory patterns of our ancestors. There, there's no doubt about this. Okay, these words just don't come from nowhere. They come from our history, from the language that our people brought with them from the Tigris and Euphrates area. Uh, well, even Acer, you know, the, the pagan, the Nordic pagans say, well, we came from Acer. Where's Acer? It's Assyria. <laughs> and there was a, sil, a, a city called Germán in Assyria. Where, where do you think the Germans got their name from? <laughs> okay. All right. They're Israelites. Yes, they is. Okay. And, and I think, now I'm paraphrasing, I think that Socrates said something like this, that, that what do you say, knowledge or wisdom comes from, from studying names or words. Yes. Yeah. There's much history contained in those words. Yes, it is. It is. And unfortunately, people are too. I mean, if they ask... Just could ask this Jew that said that they are Shemites, but the Indarians are not. If they just had one control question on that, they would they would make that that Jew start screaming at them. Right. That's what they would when when you are when you are going against them. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But you you're, you can't argue with God's chosen people, can you? <laughs> right? You should who? shut up. Shut up and keep yeah, keep quiet. <laughs> don't don't challenge evil. Just pretend it's good. Uh, no, <laughs> it yeah. said to me in my Bible that I should challenge every evil. It looks evil Amen. to me. Challenge it. Right, and and reject yeah. anybody who d- does evil, even of our own uh, yeah. our own kind. Yeah. Okay. So these linguistic connections are extremely important to study the the history of our migrations. Absolutely. Yes. So, number five then. Um, Suama, god of the immortal drink of the gods, takes Tara away and she is returned to um, Braspati by Brahma. Then Tara gives birth to Buddha while her husband, um, Braspati, uh, and this is Brahman's uh, Pathi, worries the child is soon son. son of the god Soma. Uh, son, yeah, yeah, son yeah. of the god uh, Soma, and he is, uh, and he is. Hey. Okay. Um, in the in the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, the Genesis, uh, Apro, uh, Ap, uh, Apocryphon. Apo- 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 
Elves of Lamech uh, concern over the beauty of no one, believing he must be a child of the Kalistical um, being angels. Okay. Uh, Manu, uh, Brahma, yeah. and uh, um, Sarasvati's son. Uh, first man and Deluge, the survivor of Indian mythological, is equated with the Hebrew Adam, Isaac, and Noah. There you go. There. Okay. Yes. You, you can see from all of these connections that these ancient Middle East religions, including Zoroastrianism, Mithraism, Buddhism, etc., they are all offshoots of Hebrew religion. They are. Yes. Okay. Started by, by wandering Israelites uh, in the Middle East and in, all the way to India and to the West. Okay. Again, the prophecy that our people would scatter all all over the world, <laughs> that started a long time ago, even before the migrations of the 12 tribes. Okay, there we go. Yes, and there's exactly this man, that's a, yeah, that's also, I think I read that in, in her book, that that is in reference to, is it Adam, or that is just a reference to that, when you have that name, so it's just different. Uh, um, okay, uh, let's continue then. And uh, Brahma is Lord of medicine and healing, while Abraham heals uh, Abimelech and his wife of barrenness. And that is Genesis 20:17. And this is from, this is from the Genesis Apocrypha. The, the, I have a hard time sometimes with those Latin, Latin words to pronounce. Yeah. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Everybody does. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, the purpose of the barrenness of uh, Abimelech was that uh, he abducted the wife of Abraham, Sarah, similar to the abduction of Tara, the wife of uh, Brahman's, uh, Brahman's party. Um, the Atharva Veda contains a prayer for protection from the abduction of Brahman's wife. Mm hmm Okay, and number six then. Um, Sarasvati is goddess of speech, named uh, Vak, uh, while Abraham uh, hearkens the voice of uh, Sarai, Sarah. And mm -hmm. this is from Genesis 16, 2 and Genesis 21, 6 and 12. Um, Sarasvati, in her role as Vak, goddess of speech, a communes with Brahman and the seven rishis. Rishis, rishis, rishis. I believe it's pronounced in, in uh, Sanskrit. Okay, uh, who are represented in the big uh, uh, deeper? Uh, Brahma's uh, wish, born son, uh, Brihaspati and Brahman Pati are lords yeah. of speech in the. Um, Upanishads, okay. So I think, uh, in my opinion, the Upanishads, the Vedas, and other Aryan literature, Indo-Aryan literature, predates the migration of uh, the Indo-Aryans, the Keturians, uh, into India. The, as I said, the Sethites were already there and had established Aryan culture under Seth, because the books of Adam and Eve clearly state that they were living in the mountains. 
Okay. And uh, where? Well, in India, <laughs> Pakistan, Iran, etc. They were living in those mountains. And, uh, and Kashmir is one of the main areas where they were living. Okay. So I don't know if uh, uh, Mrs. Sidney Bristow gets into that aspect of it. But uh, our people were already there. So what happened to the Sethites who were living in these mountains? Well, they were not affected by Noah's flood. They were simply not affected by Noah's flood. And we have the other uh, story of the flood uh, from one of those kings who lived in the uh, Indo-Aryan territory. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the, uh, the king, but it's a parallel story to Noah's flood in the Bible. Okay. So I'll, I'll look to that up unless somebody in the chat room remembers uh, that, that story as well. But he, he came, he went up to the mountains and uh, uh, rode out the flood that way and then came back and reestablished civilization in Chaldean territory, right? Because civilization came back within a few years. You know, you know if, if everybody in the whole world would died except uh, Noah, Noah's family, how many centuries would it take for all of these countries to reestablish? Why would those countries even reestablish themselves? Wouldn't it be a whole new culture on the planet? But no, all the, all the other cultures of the world survived the flood and, and kept on going after the flood, period. Okay? Anyway, uh, I'm really hot about that subject. <laughs> Noah's flood was local, not global. Back to you. Yeah, and isn't that reference in now? Maybe I'm not having it correct, but in in I was reading uh, the book of Adam and Eve. Isn't it reference to about the deluge and the flood that that was around the Western Gate? Mm -hmm. I have something when I read that book that is the west west of uh, the Western Gate that the that um, Yahweh said that Adam and Eve, but here would be a, a deluge because of the people they are not abiding in my covenant and my law. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, right. Well, the Sethites experienced a decline, just as uh, white people today have experienced a tremendous decline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's continue then. Point number seven there. Um, Sarasvati uh, is called upon with all the attributes of Brahman, bright, wealthy, um, prayerful, with sacrifice. And um, here... Hero nine of offspring. Mm -hmm. Just as the divine covenant Abraham, similar attributes, enlightenment, wealth, offerings, and offsprings. What was only made possible by with Sarah by his side. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there are some more, I think this is just some more uh, Vedic yeah. sources. I, I'm jumping yeah. over them. Yeah, yeah there's too many, way too many. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the, okay. the Vedas and the Upanishads are certainly Aryan literature uh, coming down from the Sethites. And, of course, then the uh, Keturians migrated in that direction and, and teamed up, mixed up with the existing Sethites there and to create what, you know, what we'd call you know, the Vedic culture, okay, or Indo-Aryan culture. Okay, uh, in the early days when I started teaching this, people laughed at me for saying, "Well, you're teaching Eastern mysticism." No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm teaching Aryan mysticism, all right? Because that's what they were practicing. All right, mm -hmm. they just got to do the research. And these are our kinsmen. Yeah. 
our forebears in many cases. Okay. Yes, yes, it is. Same here that they say that Buddha was the son of them from Bra from Brahman. Right. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. It was probably at, because Buddha, I believe, also he was a white man. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. The so oldest depictions of Buddha show him clearly uh, having Aryan features. Long, straight nose, you know, wide brow. You know, but they wear they wore their hair long and t- put it up in a bun, <laughs> right? So that that made it look uh, like and they, they, how should I put it? They, they paint the eyebrows and give them slanty eyes. But the, and he definitely was not a fat Oriental. Okay, do the research, folks. The original Buddha was a white man. Back to you. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. And isn't that also why they have craved out the noses from the statues of Buddha? <laughs> Could <Dubai>? be. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm. Okay, let's continue then. So, uh, Sarasvati is born out of the body of Brahma, much like Eve by Adam's rib. rib. Um, such brother and sisters becoming husband and wife does not contradict morality in the mystical landscape. From the side, expressions of uh, express, expresses the value of um, equality in the um, covenantal relationship. Yeah, the covenantal relationship. And uh, I have to point out here that in Scripture, uh, where it says Eve was made from Adam's rib, that is the only time the Hebrew word is translated as rib. Everywhere else, that word is translated as side meaning complement. In other words, they were made for each other, and from, uh, I just interpret that as meaning from the same DNA. All right? Uh, same DNA. Okay? Yes. So you see that uh, Brahma and Sarasvati have the characteristics of Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, they get all this from the Bible, folks. That's where they got it from, because they carried these traditions with them into India. Mm-hmm. And also to the north. You know, uh, the Nordic tales are very similar to the Vedic tales. Very similar. Okay? Yeah, I have not maybe read so much into those into those tales and then comparing it to, to the tales up here. Right, right. Uh, so. Well, the, the, the Nordic uh, book is called the Edda. Yeah, Edda. E-D-A-A. Well, E-D-D-A. Doesn't that sound like Veda? Yeah, that's, that's similar, yeah. It's just, yeah, and, and uh, the tales are very similar, <laughs> okay? But the Edda was yeah. written later by, yeah, and right, by and Israelites. Yes, mm-hmm. and there you have this big reference to this big tree, and that, of course, is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that tree the in the garden, <laughs> yeah. right? That mystical tree. Okay, yes. yeah. Uh, and I don't remember the name of that tree right now, but I know someone, because I have not found maybe the interest in reading those old, uh, old um, pagan... Uh, right, should, yeah. I should do that with new, new eyes. Yeah, oh, oh, amen, amen. Yggdrasil, isn't it? Y-G-G-D-R-A-S-I-L, Yggdrasil, is the name of the tree. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. They brought that, where'd that word come from? That is not an Aryan word, okay? It comes from the Middle East, Yggdrasil, okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they had also a reference to the devil. Oh, really? Right, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had the Mm -hmm. devil also, and he is, uh, I don't remember the name on him right now, but maybe come to me. They have a reference to the devil as well. Uh huh. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Santa yeah. Claus. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> no, okay. I don't think it's yeah. Maybe I'm just searching. Well, Santa is an acrostic for Satan. A yeah. lot of studies have been done on that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue then. The man Abraham hearkens the voice of the woman Sarah, who requests justice and peace for her and her, her son Isaac. Uh, Sarasvati becomes the guardian of speech, the voice for her children uh, to be sung in the hymns of the divine sacrifice for all time. Uh, Braspati and Tara, aspects of Brahma and Sarasvati, with child, uh, Daksha, is resurrected with, a, with a Ram's head, perhaps renamed as the enlightened Buddha. Oh, okay, now wait a minute, I missed this last time. Daksha? Isaac? They just put a D yeah, in front Daksha. of Isaac. Yeah. They just, uh, and uh, it's very common for, uh, uh, for the Hebrews to dry, especially if the first letter of a name is a vowel, as in the case of Isaac, as in the case of Abraham, to drop the initial vowel and just uh, pronounce the name. You know, they shorten the name to Brahma and Saka. It's very common in our culture for our people to do that. Okay. Now, uh, and then as we found out in the case of the Cimmerians, um and uh, th their offspring, their their descendants, the Welsh, who call themselves the Cymru, they originate from the Cimmerians of, uh, oh, King Amri of the ten northern tribes. That's where the word Cymru comes from. And the Cimmerians are the, uh, the, the sons of the King Amri of the ten northern tribes. They migrated west, uh, actually before the, the uh, capture by the Assyrians. Okay, they migrated west, landed in Wales, uh, England, Ireland, uh, Spain, etc. Uh, the history of our people uh, points to all of these migrations, and that we get the terminology, what they called themselves, and or what other people called them. Okay, and that's where we get all these names from. So the Cimmerians and the Israelites were the same as uh, the Israelites under King Amri. That's where the word Cimmerian comes from. That's a Greek word for the, the children of King Amri. Back to you. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that must, as I said, uh, that must be a reference to that. Yeah. Um, this Hindu lore provides a bridge of the communion between the Hindu and Buddhist um, spiritualities spiritualities. In the Hindu lore, the Ram means sacrifice. Therefore, Buddha is offering completely as a newborn child of um, Soma. Uh, together, the family of um, Braspati, Tara, and Buddha offers drink from the pressed man um, shaped uh, steam of the Soma plant from the mountains. Perhaps it was the very plant that caused the ram by the horns uh, to spare the life of Isaac. Another spiritual bridge between the Hebrew faith. Very good. Uh, um, this 
uh, breathing from the side offers a view from paradise of the beauty and the offerings of the woman, Sarah, as an essential sign of the divine life. She is so essential that the cares uh, with herself the miraculous sign of offsprings, the divine mandate of transferring and enlightened wisdom by her speech, Sarasvati as Vak, as well as as bracket, um, and the nourishment required for the spiritual covenant to carry on to the end of time, even to the immortal. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let me, uh, because uh, we've referenced the Genesis Apocryphon several times, and um, I've come up with it online. I'll put the link in the chat room here under Tales of the Patriarchs. Uh, when Avagad and Yadin published the fourth scroll of, Dead sea, of the Dead Sea Scrolls, they realized that they could no longer call it the Book of Lamech, and so they decided to title uh, Genesis Apocryphon to avoid any further commitments to the character of the writing containing the scroll. Avagad stated that, quote, These stories are based on the biblical narratives, but they also deal with other subjects and details previously unknown. An example of this is in uh, the story of Joseph and Sarah in their time in Egypt. In column 20 of the Apocryphon, the time duration of Sarah living with the Pharaoh is given as two years, unlike the Bible when a time frame was not given. Also, the purity of Sarah, which was in question in the Bible, it's not in question in the Bible, (laughs) there's no questioning of her uh, racial purity, is maintained in the Genesis Apocryphon. Sarah could not have relations with Pharaoh because the evil spirit that Joseph prayed for to God made all the men of Egypt impotent. (laughs) That's interesting. Thus, the purity of Adam's descendants were maintained according to the Genesis Apocryphon. Okay? Very interesting. And of course, the the Genesis Apocryphon describes Sarah as having beautiful white skin. Okay? Okay? Back to you. Yeah, and that, I guess that is why we doesn't really those texts are a bit not that easy to find. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, this stuff is suppressed. Yeah. The Dead Sea Scrolls were suppressed by the Israelis from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, the earth, what do you say? The ground uh, screams out that that Jesus Christ, that Yeshua said, if you are shutting those one up, the the stones will cry out. Yes, <laughs> and they are. <laughs> It's called archaeology, folks. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Number four, then. Brahma and Abraham as uh, parton of uh, travelers. Uh, Brahma is lord of path and friend of travelers, while Abraham um, journeys from Ur to uh, Canaan and Egypt. And that's a ref- as a bracket, Genesis 11 until 14, and the uh, circum, circumference of the Middle East in the Genesis Apocrypha and bracket. Mm. Um, precisely whom of um, uh, Brias party regards traveling sage and as a bracket um, Vratia and bracket as high guest of the king to enlighten the kingdom while Abraham honors the three divine beings as guests and they enlighten him of his eternal offspring. 
And here we have this, my, what I see here, there's three divine beings, there's three that they always have. This is from Cain, mm -hmm. I believe, there's three. Same, I guess, also that's why you have it in the Freemasons, having this number three every time. Right. Well, Eve was Cain's mother, right? But who was Cain's father? There you have there you have the trinity of evil, <laughs> right? Eve, because she was deceived, tricked it, it wasn't really her fault, but she succumbed to, uh, what's the word, seduction. She succumbed to a sexual seduction by one of the fallen angels. Book of Enoch says his name was Gadrel, okay, etc. So there you have the other trinity, and, uh, you know, etc. Okay, back to you. Yeah, so that mm -hmm. trinity that they have put into the churches make them now that the churches are, are they are in, um, I would say, in, Can in the Canaanite Satan's uh, camp. Right, yeah, well, yeah, Judeo-Christianity is satanic. They don't realize it, but they are. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. uh, so, now we have point number three here. It is uh, Bria's party guides the um, con contest... Uh, contestants of race of a race mm -hmm. um, and then I skipped those other sources for ver for this uh, and we go over to this in the Genesis Apocryphon of the Dead Sea Scrolls Abraham takes a journey around the entire Middle East mm -hmm. along the bodies of water of the Mediterranean yeah um, okay yeah ear yeah, the Euphrates, right? So that's the big river. That's the dividing line between the Arabian Peninsula and the Indo-Aryan nations of, of that day. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But let me uh, let me jump back here because uh, uh, I, I was still looking at the Genesis Apocryphon that uh, in, in number two, the priestly hymn for Brihaspati regards the traveling sage Ratya as high guest of of the king to enlighten the kingdom this uh it's i'm certain that this traveling sage is a chaldean okay that's a reference to the chaldean priests that uh, were roamed around the area they, these were itinerant preachers and uh priests that you know kind of like uh, you would call them uh, what what do the other cultures call them but um the uh, the guys who go around snake charming <laughs> and stuff like that, because uh, remember Tara was a pagan, you know, the, and even in India the snake charmers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, okay, shamans or shamans, however you pronounce it. Okay, yeah. the shaman culture that was happening in Chaldea, right? A lot of trickery involved there, and uh, and Abraham's father Tara. Uh, was a believer in all this trickery, right? Uh, so the priests would come in and feed the gods in the the, uh, the area where the gods were kept, and the, the priests would come in there and steal the food, and then then uh, Tara would believe that the food was eaten by the gods, right? Shamanism, that's what it is. Okay. Anyway, uh, so th this is uh, obviously to me a reference to the Chaldean priests. And Baal was uh, the priest of Baal that uh, tempted the Israelites with race mixing uh, of the uh, corrupted Midianite women, that whole tale uh, with the sword, I mean the javelin, uh, where uh, Phineas took the javelin and speared the duo <laughs> in the act, right? Uh, that all, uh, and, and Phineas was praised. And uh, 
if, for having done that because uh, they were sinning right in, in the public view, right? Everybody saw it, so there was no need for a trial. Okay, so this is, uh, I mean, the Bible is a very racial book and uh, nobody suspects it outside of identity. All right, back to you. Oh, yeah, and the three divine beings you know, are, uh, are the angels that visited uh, Abraham. Okay, so yeah. we see mm-hmm. the, the connections are vast. Uh, if you know the history of true Israel, you see the connections here, the cultural connections. Okay. Yes. Mm, okay. Let's continue. So I can read that one again. The, yeah. I read the one I... Um, so we get context of it. So in the Genesis Apocryphon uh, of the Dead Sea Scrolls, Abraham takes a journey around the entire Middle East, along the borders of water of the Mediterranean, the Euphrates, the Red Sea, and no, the Sea of Reeds, and back to the Oak of uh, Mamre. Mamre, Ma- yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, isn't it those rivers? What are represented in the? In uh, its allies flag, they have right? to do um, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Euphrates, one of them. Yeah, Euphrates. They claim the territory between the Euphrates and the Nile. They claim uh, it. Okay, well, the Nile. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, there. Okay. Yeah, but they aren't Israel, and they're not even Shemites, <laughs> right? So, yeah, the biggest fraud on earth, Judaism. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Um, okay, let's continue. Uh, and I, Abram, uh, departed to travel. Uh, it's a quote. I began my journey at the river Gihon and traveled along the coast of the sea until I came uh, to the mountain of the bull. And then there's a bracket, um, Taurus, end bracket. Taurus, isn't that also something that is in the word for uh, now? Uh, yeah. Bull is that- yeah, the bull. Yeah, that's yeah. a word for bull. And of course, the Indo-Aryan culture of the bull, you know, they, they picked that up, you know, the bull sacrifice, but somehow it, the sacred bull was no longer, you know, the culture changed and somehow the bulls are too sacred to, to slaughter. So I don't know how that got reversed, but it did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then yeah. I traveled from the coast of the Great Salt Sea and journeyed toward the east until I came to the river Euphrates. I journeyed along the Euphrates until I came to the Red Sea in the east. Then I pursued my way in the south until I came to the river Gion. And returning, I came to my house in peace and found all things prosperous there. I went to dwell at the oaks of uh, Mamar, which is at Hebron. I built an altar there and laid on it a sacrifice to the Most High God. I ate and drank there, all the men of my household, and I sent uh, for Mamre, Ornam, and Eskol, the three Amorite brothers, my friends, and they ate and drank with me. And this is from uh, the Genesis Apocryphal of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay. But Amor- Amorite brothers, isn't that the Amorites? Yeah, that's Amorite. Yeah. Now, again, uh, all of these 
biblical terms can be viewed both racially and territorially. Okay, they may not actually be racial Amorites, but living in Amorite territory. So we can't jump to conclusions because Ruth was not, uh, 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 she was a racial Israelite, <laughs> right? She was not of any other race, but living in the territory vacated by those non-Israelites, okay? So we have mm -hmm. to be very careful. We can't jump to conclusions when we read words like Amorite, you know, and uh, uh, Gibeonite, etc. But most of the, you know, if the Israelites are um, not forbidden to associate with them, then we can assume the exact opposite of what the Judeos assume. We can assume that they are of a, an acceptable race. Okay, but uh, you know all that requires investigation to to prove it okay and uh, you only have so much time but i would suggest now even if they were uh, and abraham dealt with um, a hittite as well my uh, study of the history of the hittites was that they were originally an aryan people but they uh, race mixed so much that they became half breeds and a very violent uh, and, and warlike people with with nothing but pagan traditions okay all right, and, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Isn't Hittite, isn't that where the Turkish lives today? Yes. Or is that wrong? Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's, uh, as you say, we have to read, it, read the text in the context to know if this Amorite is then, as you said, someone dwells in, yeah. as you, you dwell in America and I dwell in Sweden, but still we yeah. are both Israelites, but yeah. we dwell in different places. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course, the mere fact that uh, uh, she lived in Moabite territory does not make Ruth a Moabitess, period, okay? Just as, just because you live in Sweden <laughs> doesn't make you a Nordic pagan, <laughs> right? Okay? Maybe you were at one time, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's also when you're searching for the truth, you are end up in very, very many different strange places. Yeah, right, yeah. I would love to visit Sweden in the summertime. It's a great place in the summer. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. It's yeah. perfect temperature. It's so nice and the, everything. It's not so many people here either haven't been. So it's a small, yeah. small, small nation. It's like one of your, your city-states, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, countryside, you know, small cities Yeah, are, in America are still like that, you know. Yeah, there, there's very little crime. Uh, very little race mixing you know it's it's a pleasure to live in a small city yeah but unfortunately the city of Stockholm and Gothenburg is <clears throat> that's yeah. a bit too liberal maybe <laughs> yeah right right oh my okay my, my. yeah let's continue <laughs> yeah uh, the Hindu calls this great circular journey the um, Prada Pradak Sinna and that's a bracket, uh, Daksinna, gift for Brahma's priest of the sun, Esoma, sacrifice. Daksha, Brahma's child with head of the Ram. Mm -hmm. um, and at the Gihon River, Abraham stated and finished his journey. This is one of the four rivers flowing out of the Garden of Eden. Therefore, our meditation begins and ends in paradise. It is easy uh, as Jacob falling asleep with nothing more to offer but a rock 
use it for a pillow. Paradise uh, comes down to him in his sleep and rose back up to paradise with angels using a ladder. Uh, Gihon means to spring forth, uh, which is the promise given to Abraham in the last line of the Genesis Apocrypha regarding the miraculous birth of Isaac. Uh, again, uh, the, the word Daksha must be a reference to Isaac. It has to be. It's Brahma's child, right? Abraham's child and Sarah's child. Yeah. Isaac. I wonder yes. if Daksha means laughter in Sanskrit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, again, these linguistic connections are very telling, especially with the volume of them. Okay? There's no connection between Sanskrit and Swahili. But Hebrew, no. yes. And it's all Aryan connections. All of them. Back to you. Mm. Yes, it is. Uh, and he, bracket, the Lord, and bracket, said to him, quote, one who shall spring from your body shall inherit from you, end quote. And this is from the Genesis Apocryphon. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so, Abraham's ability to embrace the wor world in his sacred journey not only encircles the earth, but reaches to the ends of time as well by the uh, springing forth of his children. Brahma's children are not the only ones to practice the uh, Pradakshina like Abraham. One uh, profound example is the Islamic Hajj, uh, the journey of Abraham res restored by Muhammad, which uh, culminates in the circular journey around Abraham's temple in Mecca. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Again, the, the original Arabs were white people of either Shemitic or Hamitic descent, and they didn't uh, become mixed until Islam came on the scene. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Brahman is Lord of the Light, and Abraham from Ur, City of Light. Ah! Mm. Number one, then. Um, Brihas Patin gives the daily light of wisdom dwells in the light and becomes uh, su sukra uh, bright and that's a bracket bright pure seed venus and bracket um brihas pathi created all uh, okay long mm -hmm. let's see uh, while abraham is from the ur meaning city of light uh, maybe i jumped over too much but it was so many reference to this other text and this was from the Genesis 11.31. Okay, yeah. Uh, Brahman's uh, in, uh, increases to uh, Brahman's luster, and the bracket, the brightness of the uh, uh, priest. Uh, priest. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and bracket, because there is other references, which is the same cleansing light Abraham manifests in the potential offering up of his own dear son Isaac. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brias uh, Pathi, uh, bracket, will born um, son, aspect of Brahma, and bracket, dwells in the light uh, like Abraham in the city of light, Ur, 
there is a path away from the city of light that leads into the darkness of the unknown. This journey is itself an offering, a, a continuation of the sacrifice is encouraged by the single vow requested in uh, breathing in and breathing out uh, the life given to the children of Brahma, Abraham. How does one uh, follow in the footsteps of Brahma or Abraham? Follow them from the city of uh, light in the golden age of enlightened ones, from paradise to earth and back. This is the essential journey of the human heart uh, to bring light to the world in an ever new dawn of enlightenment. So which race has brought light to the world? Yes, I'd ask the <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Chinese and Africans don't even try, nor do the Jews, <laughs> right? Yeah. All those other cultures are content to just live out their lives in a, in a well, shamanism is their basic religion. You know, ancestor worship and that sort of thing. So when our people, you know, like the Nordic pagans, practice ancestor worship, which is what they do, they are de they're becoming like the other cultures, and they don't perceive that. No, they won't. I don't know if this is again this that our forefather cried out for a king. Again, they want to be like the other people, so they cry out for a king. I don't yes, know. right. Yeah, exactly. A leader. Uh, somebody who, who beat up the uh, the last king, right? <laughs> That's how that works, folks. All right, yeah. or killed him. Why, why looking at dead dead people? Odin, he exists and he is dead. He won't come back. Why? Well, okay. Look at Yeshua instead. He will come back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, here I, I put the question in my browser. Uh, how did uh, bull sacrifice change to sacred cow worship and, you know, the changing from bull sacrifice to non-sacrifice, okay, that you can't even eat beef anymore? How, how did that develop? And so this is from Historum and, and uh, from May 31st, 2017. When and how cow became sacred animal for Hindus is not clear. Venerating cow has become a primary identity or hallmark of Hinduism and being a Hindu. Now, it's very important to understand that Hinduism is not Vedic. It's, it's not uh, Upanishads. Hinduism is a corruption of all of that, right? Hinduism is no older than 300 BC. So when you think Hinduism, they're not the same as the Vedas and the Upanishads. The, the Vedas and Upanishads are very high spiritual uh, you know, language. No, nothing like Hinduism. Hinduism simply incorporated those traditions into itself. Continuing, killing or consuming beef is considered a blasphemy today by Hinduism. Earliest historical evidence shows that cows were killed for consumption of its meat. But all that changed. How and why did that happen? Here is one view about Hindus, how Hindus stopped eating beef and began to worship cows. By D.N. Da, D-H-A. There is copious evidence that the Vedic Aryans sacrificed cows and ate beef. In the Vedas, there are references to various kinds of sacrifice in which cows were killed and its flesh was eaten. This practice continued in the post-Vedic period up to the pre-Mauryan period. 
Gradually, from the Mauryan period onwards, references to cow killing began to figure less in our sources. The Brahmins, who were the main proponents of the sacrifices, now began to discourage and even disapprove of the killing of the cow. Their disapproval was linked to the idea of Kali Yuga, which is first enunciated in the Mahabharata and the early Puranic texts belonging to the post-Mauryan and Gupta period. Okay, so at least we can place the timing. This uh, article goes on, but uh, I don't want to get off the subject. But uh, again, it's proof that the Brahmins did sacrifice cows just as Abraham did. Back to you. Um, yeah, thank you. And something when I, re when I read this text, something I asked, I don't know if this is where it can come from. You have this, they wrote, they wrote in the middle of this uh, uh, text, it says something of, um, I can read again. A continuation of the, that um, sacrifice is encouraged by the single vow requested in breathing in and mm -hmm. breathing out the life. Mm -hmm. And this is breathing in and out. Isn't yeah. that those breathing exercises people are doing? Isn't yes. that this old... Uh, yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, the tradition called yoga was begun by the Indo-Aryans. It is not an Oriental tradition. Okay? But again, it becomes paganized or, or loses its spiritual significance. And today is just an exercise. Right? But yeah, the breathing in and breathing out is very important in yoga. Very important. Yeah, so that's when I read that, that's that, that reference, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's then continue then. So, number six then, the generals and bountiful Brahma and Abraham um, give gifts to the Brahman priest for fame that will never decay and uh, serve uh, Brahma's party with gifts and sacrifice, the father and steer of all the goods. Gods. Gods. Yeah. Gods. Much like Abraham gives the uh, tithe to uh, Mel Melchizedek. Mel Melchizedek, yeah, a tithe to Melchizedek. And who was Melchizedek? He was a, a traveling preacher, but I believe he's either Shem himself or a descendant of Shem. But uh, you know, there's a lot of people who disagree with that. Some some people think Melchizedek was an incarnation of the Christ, but I don't see any evidence for that in the scriptures themselves. Okay, so I, I think Abraham, uh, I mean Melchizedek, was Shem, because uh, the the priesthood, the uh, Adamic priesthood, the son of the son of the son, you know, the first son of the first son of the first son, is established in uh, before the flood. The traditions before the flood. And uh, that would make Noah uh, a priesthood of the order of Melchizedek. And Shem would be a priest of the order of Melchizedek. Okay, and that continues. That priesthood still exists today. It's just that uh, we don't know who they are because we've lost track of the first son of the first son of the first son of the first son, etc. Right? We've lost track of that. But we're still here. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh and this was a reference to Genesis 14:20, and uh, then Melchizedek. Yeah, Melchizedek. It's actually Melchizedek, which means it means King of Righteousness, is what it means. Melchizedek. Yeah. Melchizedek. Yeah. Uh, bring Abraham uh, bread and wine. That is Genesis 14:18. Brahmas offers um, cattle, horses, uh -huh. 
holy food and um, bountiful refreshments. And all that is what Yahweh God regards as money and as something something to be worth of. Not paper paper gimmick stuff that uh, that <laughs> many of our people believe is money. Right, it's not right. 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 Okay. Oh, by the way, what was served at the Last Supper? Bread and wine. Bread and wine. Bread. Yeah. Okay. He's our high priest. He's a high priest of the order of Melchizedek. Yes. Mm hmm. And his will, will-born son, uh, Brias Patin, gives fullness of life, cattle, horses, men and horses. Yeah, heroes. Abraham. Heroes. Heroes, well, yeah, heroes. Okay. We, we have horse heroes, too, <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, in Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. Horse racing uh, is big there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, while Abraham offers hay for goat, lamb, dove, and pig, penguin. Pigeon. And this is pigeon, not pigeon. penguin. <laughs> Genesis 15. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, Brahma is lord of prosperity and cattle. Um, Brihaspati is equated with the holy power of Brahma. Um, Brihaspati with Indra. Some of some Soma. And Soma. Others. Soma. Soma is also the name of a drink, a um, you know a drink of the gods. You know, so apparently, Soma is a person in a Brahmanic culture. And also a drink, uh, which is uh, uh, supposed to give enlightenment. You know, it could be something like uh, what do you call it? The, the that drug in South America, the, the uh, sacred mushroom. <laughs> it could be something like that, right? Uh, a consciousness-altering drink is what it is. Ba back to you. Uh huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Soma and others are Lord's wealth invoked for prosperity in vital brief and senses, food, etc. Uh, while Abraham is wealthy in cattle, gold, flocks, herds, and tents. And that is Genesis 13, 2 until 5. And Abraham is generous with that wealth. Okay, southern hospitality. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that is real wealth. He said, like, gold, cattle, the land, and that is mm -hmm. wealth. Are the Jews known for their hospitality? No, they're cheap. Yeah, that's right. They're cheap. <laughs> right? Exactly. They don't give yeah. anything. Cheapness yeah. is a hallmark of Judaism, right? Or like our governor, uh, Pritzker. He, he's a billionaire. His personal wealth is $3.5 billion. Yet... He evaded taxes by tearing the uh, toilets out of his mansion here in Chicago. And uh, that, that lowered his tax burden by an incredible sum, right? So he's a multi-billionaire, yet he, eva he evades taxes. Mm. Typical yeah. Jew. <laughs> typical. Back to you. Yeah, that is typical. And that's same goes on here with the, with the one here is too. Mm -hmm. They're sheep. Che cheap. Cheap. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cheap. Not cheap, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe my pronunciation sounds funny when yeah. I say it, but yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, good. Yeah. 
um, uh, Bria's party wins food for the priest to eat from the offerings by the holy powers of the gods and uh, Bria's party uh, bracket named as uh, Brahman's party and bracket increases priest with life breath offspring cattle and fame while Abraham offers uh, the three divine being Mm-hmm. Water, uh, feet, feet washing, feet washing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. Shade, cakes, dressed calf, curds, and milk. And he waits on them. Okay, so the same blessings devolved upon uh, Isaac and uh, uh, Israel, Jacob, Jacob Israel, and of course David, Solomon, etc. When our people keep to themselves that Israel shall dwell alone that's what the Bible says Israel shall dwell alone we are not to mix with other cultures and races when we do that we prosper and of course we obey Yahweh's laws okay and who have been the most prosperous people in the world Abraham's descendants yeah we Abraham's descendants through Isaac and Jacob back to you yeah and that's why everybody else wants to live with us that's right they won't take part of it. Yeah. But now, because uh, Joe Biden has imported blacks from Africa and uh, Chinamen from China and blah, 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 that uh, they're trying to destroy our culture, uh, you know, they're coming here and we can't get rid of them. <laughs> you know, because the Jews want them here. Until and unless our people understand that we're supposed to remain separate from them, that nothing will change. And I don't think it's going to change until the second coming because our people are too brainwashed now. Yeah, apathetic. Yeah, and apathetic, yes, right. Yeah, they don't care. They don't Mm. care. They only want to have their gimmick, their big mansions, their cars, their stuff, their travels, their pina colada, and life is good. (laughs) Yeah, and they don't realize the the history of their own culture, uh, you know, namely Israelite culture, yeah, they're too apathetic to, to go into it, and uh, they've been too brainwashed by Judeo-Christianity uh, to realize that race mixing is the primary sin that white civilization is guilty of and will not uh, will not prosper anymore as long as that's going on, period. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's continue. So here we have Genesis 18, 1 until 8, uh, in an almost identical verse as... Yeah, it's also in reference to those other, those, uh, <laughs> um, I cannot pronounce that one really. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, 1963.1. Okay. Uh, Brahmans increases um, priest with life, um, breath, children, cattle, fame, wealth, and Brahmans luster. Um, this is another confirmation that the will-born sons of Brahma and bracket, such as uh, Bria's party, Buddha, Manu, etc., and bracket, are either aspects of him or imitators of him in an unbroken lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, then. Bria's party with Indra of great wealth, uh, drink Soma, uh, seated on the wide grass to delight in the pleasant food, while Abraham honors the three sons of uh, Canaan with great feast at 
Mamre, and the bracket Genesis Apocryphon. And here's other sources I won't read, so I continue to jump to Abraham is aware that having a divine um, covenant lead uh, to an unlimited source. The result is an overwhelming generosity surrounding Abraham with friendship. The greatest gift of uh, Brian's party, uh, bracket, will-born son, aspect of Brahma, end bracket, is the release of the cows of the underworld giving humanity the bounty of the sacrifice that never dies. And here's a bracket, see a ten champion of the underworld below, end bracket. That is, the cow offers milk, like the uh, soma of offering, allowing the cow, the priest, and the people to be nourished. No one has to die. This generosity is requested from the livelihood of the individual, which become holy offerings before the sacrificial fire of um, hearth of the home. In a covenant like Abraham's Brahma, or yeah. God is an eternal generosity, generous Father, yes. ever present and always pleased in giving and receiving of gifts, meals, yeah. and life extension to all. Amen. Amen. Could this have been the weirdest not to killing the cow that no one has to die? Well, it could be. You know, like I, like I read from that website, uh, the, 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 a new priesthood arose that uh, started uh, teaching that you shouldn't kill animals. So maybe it was uh, vegetarianism, <laughs> right? We have that among our people too. They preach vegetarianism. And one thing I've learned about vegetarianism is uh, you can't get all the nutrients simply from vegetables. You have to have protein from some other source, you know. And uh, But uh, it is true. If you do that, you know, like beans and other sources, of protein, because I understand that the uh, Seventh Day Adventists, who are vegetarians, they they are very healthy people. So, you know, you probably, but you have to have some kind of protein. You can't just rely on on uh, you know vegetables without protein. Okay, but uh, <laughs> I'm just looking in the chat room. Swamp Fox came up with a good one. He says, "One thing I've learned is when you treat people like they treat you, they get upset." Okay. That's the opposite of the golden rule. You know, do as uh, you would have others do unto you, right? But you have to know what how they want, you to, they, how they want to be treated. And if they're not following Yahweh's laws, you have no idea how they want to be treated. This is another reason why we shouldn't mix with them, because uh, you will never. You know, people, have, oh, uh, I remember the stories of uh, one one of our people went to Iran under Saddam Hussein, and he just habitually put uh, one uh, one leg on top of the other, you know, in that cross-like position that uh, white people are uh, common to do. But in, in Iranian culture, that's or Iraqi culture, that's considered an insult to uh, put your foot on your leg facing, facing Saddam Hussein. So uh, that person was uh, severely berated for doing that. Uh, so you're taking your chances when you, you know, go into other cultures. Right, you're taking your chances. So we shouldn't do that. You know, uh, we can travel the world, but we shouldn't accept other people's cultures. Right, and we didn't. Our, our ancestors, the, the uh, colonialists, did not accept other cultures. You know, we did not pick up there. Uh, in fact, in India, the uh, the British put an end to uh, 
what is that? Widow burning. Okay. Well, the culture of India says you have to burn the widow <laughs> of her dead husband. Uh, gee, really? Oh, I, I wouldn't like that. We treat American widows much better. <laughs> right? They inherit everything, right? White women in America should have no cause for complaint because they inherit everything because we men die first. Because our lives are actually way tougher than women's lives. You know, feminists beware. Okay. Anyway, so a good uh, a good statement. It's uh, the uh, golden rule inverted. <laughs> All right, uh, Michael, we'll pick this up. This is really good stuff. The connection between Brahmanic culture and Abraham and Hebrew culture. Uh, this article really elucidates it very well, way better than any other. Uh, document I've ever read. You know, other documents have hinted at it, uh, but this uh, uh, this does the subject justice. So thank you for narrating, Michael, and we'll pick this up next week. Okay. Yes, very well. And I can I can give you the reference in the Sargon book, and I think you have the book, so we can look in that. We are yeah. have those uh, about Abraham. The reference. I know what pages I've written them down, so I yeah. have written. Okay. I can give you those references. You can look at it. And one fourth with vegetarianism. I read that the World Economic Forum is pushing vegetarianism. Really? Okay. So. Yeah, because <laughs> cow farts cause global warming. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're out of time. Thanks for listening, folks. Yahweh bless everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.